What's up, guys? Welcome to the FBU podcast. I am back with another episode. And as I've said on all the previous ones, I get about 1,700 emails in my inbox every morning by 9 a.m. that says, Vince, I have a perfect guest for your podcast. And I watched X episode on that. And what they do, George, is they copy and paste like an episode that they saw. And they're like, I watched this episode. It was so good. It was, and it's just like, so so terrible. But anyway, so I was, and it's just like, I've always just like click delete. I don't even respond. Um, every once in a while, there is a good one that I will go back and forth with. But uh, for the most part, it's just been me yapping on the FBU podcast, and I've yapped my way to the second ranked podcast in the fitness business world. So, hey, n- not not that bad. Uh, but I was getting a little lonely, and I figured I'd invite a couple of my friends on. And the friends that I invite on are not these influencer people and people that are trying to sell their product. The people that I invite on are clients of mine. Uh, that I have been helping for the last several years. Um, So that's what I've decided to do is this series of podcasts that is being released uh, has been interviews with uh, some of my went out and I handpicked the top 10 to 15 members in my membership. Yeah, I keep getting 10 to 15. I don't want to let them know. It's Are they in the top 10? Are they in the top 15? Uh, I I don't want to let them know what it is, George. Um, But the top 10 to 15 uh, gym owners in the SPF community and uh, asked them to do these interviews with to extract the things that they've been doing to be successful. And we had our earlier conversation with Devin Gage, who was the SPF Mastermind Member of the Year, um, with John Doherty, who was the SPF Member of the Year runner-up. But we are today joined by a former former SPF member of the year george mcguire who i believe we 2020 or 20 uh, 2021 last 2021 yeah. okay so you're yeah. the, the 2021 spf mastermind member of the year and he's still kicking ass and that's why he's uh here today so i'm with george mcguire uh from create fitness in kent washington and it is raining there right it is. Yeah, it is. It's raining. It's as gloomy as uh, they, they talk about it. But, uh, you know, that's OK. We're, we're doing all right out here. Every so often we get the sun. So I, I George is one of those people that you see his name on your calendar and you just smile and you get excited to talk. He's, he has a nickname in the SPF Mastermind. And it is the happiest man on earth. That is George's nickname. <laughs> and even when he's having a shitty day and a shitty quarter, he comes in and he's still happy and uh, and all that. So um, just a, a, a pleasure to talk to all the time and a damn good gym owner. Um, so George, welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm, I'm happy to be here. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's always something to be grateful for, right? Like even when it's, it's raining on you and everything, you gotta, you gotta smile at your blessings. So I, I appreciate it. I'm honored to be here. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, brother. Um, so let's give everyone just a quick, I've been giving, doing a quick background on like everyone's got their own cool journey in the fitness industry. Um, I know you got a lot of good, successful tactics that we are going to get to in a second here, but I want people to know, you know, who George McGuire is and why does he deserve to be in the top 10 to 15, <laughs> 10, to 15 <laughs> 10 to 15 gym owners uh, <laughs> in this Maseride. Um so George, give us give us kind of your your background into the into the fitness industry. Yeah. Um, so 
probably similar to a lot of people. So for me, I, uh, way back when I graduated from University of Hawaii, um, I uh, was actually a competitive cheerleader out there. I got my degree in kinesiology. I did my bachelor's and master's, got my CSCS. Um, and I was, uh, I started working as a personal trainer for 24 hour fitness. Um, and I actually really liked it there. The culture that they had was great. And I started moving up, um, through the ranks. And so, uh, moved back to Washington with my wife or my now wife um, and then kept moving up and eventually um, was running one of the biggest clubs in, in the Washington market uh, in, in a town called Issaquah, Washington, um, and was doing really well there, was meeting all my goals, was breaking, breaking a lot of sales records, was being really recognized. Um, but I like the truth is, is I hated life. Um, and I heard a quote one time where it was like, you can't enjoy Sunday because you're dreading work on Monday. And, and like that, like hit me in the gut. And I was like, that's me. Mm. That's my life right now. And like, I was mm. making a ton of money, but I hated it. And so, um, an opportunity opened up with some friends who were in the cheer world, um, to run a personal training kind of business out of their cheer gym. Um, and I jumped on it. Um, and so it was actually kind of funny. I went in for my yearly meeting at, at 24 hour fitness and the guy was talking about promoting me and, and everything. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm giving my two weeks. And like, he was like, Oh no. And, <laughs> uh, and so, um, jumped ship and, um, started out like with zero members in a town that, um, I, if I had done it right, I probably would have done it in the town, you know, 10 miles down the road, 20 miles down the road that uh, I grew up in. But I did it in a town I didn't know anybody um, and just started grinding it out. I was working all the time, started finding some success. We started growing um, pretty, pretty quickly, moved into a bigger space um, and then was actually making finally enough money to support myself. Um, and then things were going really well. And without getting too far into the details, my business partners from the cheer gym um, ended up having some big legal battles to where uh, they were being investigated for the, by the FBI. Um, and it was, it completely blindsided me. Their business started to crumble. We were both on the same lease um, in this huge facility. And I could only afford my share of the lease. Like if their business completely folded over, um, I would, I would have gone bankrupt. And, um, um, so I was at that point doing everything I could to save my business, to find ways that I could separate myself. Um, I found out that my business partners also had never paid their share of the rent on time and had hidden it from me. So we were not only that we were starting to get eviction notices. Um, and it was, it was a really scary time because my business on paper was doing really well, but I had all these things behind the scenes that, uh, not could just ruin my business, but ruined my family. Um, it was a very stressful time. Um, and then that's actually about the time that I met you and we jumped into, uh, I did the surge, um, and, and SPF and the mastermind and, and the CEO and everything like that, um, and, and, you know, that's why I'm so grateful for this group is because I, it helped me navigate through a lot of these waters and cut to today. I'm in my own space and it's, it's just, it's been great, you know, profitable employees and everything. So it's. All right. It's, well, let's, so I want to get back because this is a really damn good story. I, 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 I You don't want to share the details, obviously, but um, 
talk about that. So I, I remember being on the phone with you. Uh, yeah. I got you on the phone with a nine word email, of course, you, did. you know, you fall, for, yeah. you fall for that every time, George, <laughs> um, but you got on the phone and we, and we got, and you ended up joining the surge and the thing, the story I love about you, I call you the $8,000 man, because yeah. I believe that your business at the point in time was grossing about $8,000. And yeah. before I had this rule that was like, all right, no one's allowed into the mastermind or, or any of my programs if they're not doing at least $10,000 a month, right? And I was like, all right, if I didn't let you in, like, we're going to talk about, again, where you are today, right? Which is a really, really, really good place. Um, <laughs> but, but, but but if I wasn't such a kind person, George, you'd still be on the street. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but talk about, talk about that moment. It sounded like there was a lot of turmoil um, what were the things that you started to do to get things on track? Yeah. So um, kind of backtracking. So they, my business partners are running a cheer gym. Um, it basically imploded and they went from 90 kids in their side of the business to about 13. Um, and so um, then all of a sudden it was, I was sitting there and I realized like we got our, we started to get eviction notices and I had a, luckily I had a really good, um, relationship with the landlord. I had already paid on time or always paid my bills on time. I had done that. Um, and he told me, he goes, look, he goes, if it was just you, I would work with you. And he goes, but it, it's business. It's business is business. And there's this, you have the guys have this huge spot and, and, um, I have a mortgage to pay on this building. And so I got it. I don't fault him for any of that. Um, and so he was, we were getting ready to go to court. Um, and I remember, it was really interesting. I remember um, sitting there in my office thinking about like how, what I was going to do. Like, should I file for bankruptcy? Should I close the business down? And yeah, I got this stupid nine word email uh, <laughs> about this six week surge. And And here's the thing is, it's one of those things where 99.9% .9 of the time, I don't even open it. Um, and it's, but it said like, hey, on it. And then it said, hey, George, I noticed you still haven't signed up for the six week surge. Do you have a second to talk that I could call you and we could go over it? And I'm like, I, for some reason I hit reply. I'm like, sure. And like immediately you like, you responded back and you, you, know, you go, great. Well, it was, it was deadline day, George. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was. And <laughs> you're like, what's your number and what, what time? So I sent my number and I'm thinking I'm going to talk to like a salesperson. Um, and then all of lo and behold, a New Jersey number pops up on my phone and it's Vince Gabriel. <sighs> and, you know, I, and so I told you, you know, like we were going into this lawsuit. Um, I think we had a court date at that point to, to be evicted. My um, business partners were throwing me under the bus um, and it, it turned into this big thing. And I said, you know, the truth is, is I don't know if my business is going to be around for the next six weeks. Um, if it is, I'd love to be a part of this program, but I don't know where we're going to be. And one of the, what honestly made me sign up is you said, um, well, you know, I can't tell you the right decision here, but I can tell you that if you make it through this and you will, you will make it through this, you're going to be able to help somebody else that's in a similar, similar uh, situation as you are. Um, and, and you're going to have the experience to help somebody else navigate that and make their life easier and better. And, and 
that's where I was like, this is a, like in my head, I was like, this is a different mastermind group than a lot of the ones that, that I believe are out there because it, it wasn't about just me signing up. It was really about me finding success and passing that success on. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so then talk us, so you did the surge and you started to get clients, but did you end up moving facilities? Like what they tell us that part? Cause I think this is, this is helpful. Yeah. So we, um, we ended up, I, I pulled the trigger. I actually had a client who, um, I was talking to about it. He's been, he's still with us today. And he, he was like, if you, he goes, you're going to do it because you don't quit. And he goes, and if you can't afford it, I'll write the check for you. I was like, John, I can, I can afford it. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, but yeah, so we did the surge, um, pulled the trigger on it. And it was, I think literally we got done with the surge and then we moved facilities. And what was okay. cool about it is um, we used, before we moved, we used one of the systems, the um, marketing system that we learned in the surge, the holiday gift card idea that gave yeah. us a huge bump in clients. It was a great referral play um, that gave me the confidence to say, okay, yes, we're going to make it. And then we moved into the new facility and we did a six week challenge that then bumped us up to the point where we could, I was like, we can actually afford to be here. Nice. Um, yeah. So it, it was huge. It was great. Uh, uh, that's great. No. And um, I, you, you're one of, uh, again, uh, one of the most favorite people in the mastermind. Um, but you're also one of the smartest and one of the best action takers. Um, and so one of the things I want, you to share with our listeners is we're going to talk about we haven't talked about like where you are today right and how successful you have been since that bump that you got from the surge right there's been a lot that's happened since then right um i'm gonna we're gonna save that let's like save that's the icing on the cake right <laughs> is what life is like for you now versus where it was um but you've done a lot of work right you've done a lot of work to get there um, and I want you, I asked you to share three things that you've done to help grow your business, um, that you can share with the listeners that they can, you know, take in and use uh, that advice uh, to help them grow. So, um, you gave me three, uh, the first one you gave me, we talked before this, but the first one you gave me was your, and this is one is a more recent one, but it's, it's been your focus on retention. Right. And you've done some very, very cool things um, to keep members at bay. And I think this conversation that we're about to have is probably just as important as the marketing conversation that we're going to have after this. Um, you can't fill a leaking bucket. You cannot fill a leaking bucket. So talk to us about the things that you've done with retention. Um, it's been very creative and you shared it with the last mastermind meeting as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually really like, really excited to share on this one. Cause yeah, I, I just uh, presented at the last mastermind and it was a huge, I think, step in my own business growth. So to, to backtrack just a little bit. So at the end of 2021, um, it was our best year ever. Like we, we grew a ton. I think we tripled our business from 2020 to 2021. Um, we went, uh, we had, I think we topped out at about, we got finally got to that hundred client mark, which was awesome. Um, and I promoted, uh, one of my part-time guys to full-time and start grooming him to be our, um, our head coach, our manager, everything like that. Um, and he's done a phenomenal job. Um, but one of the things that I didn't take into account 
is with me being in the business so much is how much effect I had on retention. Yeah. And, it, and you know, it wasn't one of those things that there was anything I was doing maybe um, consciously, but you know, when you are, when I'm coaching all the time, I was coaching 30 to 40 hours a week still. Um, and I was always at the gym and everything. And so I would notice if somebody was late to my sessions, I would call them or I would text them and say, Hey, you on your way. Right. Or if somebody, if I, there's somebody that I've normally seen in my sessions that I haven't seen in a while, just naturally I would, I would check in on them. Um, I was always there and I, I just had this good relationship with everybody. What I didn't account for is how much that meant to a lot of people. So when I stepped off the floor, um, and, and, and really became more of a growth role and working on the business and giving more coaching hours to my staff to free up my time. Um, there were no, there were zero systems in place to keep people engaged. So it didn't just be, the business became transactional to where they paid their monthly dues. They came in for their workouts and they went home, but it didn't feel like home or a friendship or a relationship anymore. And so, um, we actually lost um, about 15 members. We went from 100 down, I think at our lowest, we were at like 82, 83 members. Um, and I did the math on that. And that was like $65,000 that we were losing. Yeah, that, that's a good exercise to do is like when you're losing client. I remember you did that. I was like, oh, that's smart to do. Yeah. Uh, to, to actually, it's painful, but smart, right? That yes. it's like losing five members is not just five members. It's like a lot of money. Right. Yeah. And like, it's funny because like, yeah, you guys call me the happiest man uh, in the world, but like those things earth, like they on earth. Earth. Get, it, yes, get right, it right, uh, George, get it yeah, right. It's the happiest go. man on earth. Right. On earth. Um, but like it punched me in the gut when I did yeah. that. And so, um, so obviously I started looking at, you know, what are the pieces on this? And the one thing I would say is the right there, you know, there's the answer wasn't me stepping back in. I think a lot of gym owners, when they step out and that starts to happen, which it will, they immediately jump back in, but you can't scale that, right? Yeah. You can't grow. It's harder to grow your business or open up more locations when you do that. So I knew that the right answer was there, but it didn't involve me getting, getting back into coaching. So, um, I, again, what's nice about the mastermind. So I actually called Devin Gage and got some ideas from him. Um, I talked to um, Connor, uh, Mark, um, Ennis, um, and just um, got, got some ideas. And so we, we did a couple of really specific things. So number one um, is we did a, um, a raffle for our members to get them more engaged. Our session, our attendance was dropping, which is one of the leading indicators that people are going to start leaving. If they aren't using your service, then they aren't going to continue on. And so we did a raffle where every raffle or every workout was a raffle ticket. And then we drew a random name and we gave out prizes. The grand prize was like a staycation at in Bellevue, which is a really nice city, a little North of us. Um, then we really started um, celebrating people. We really leaned into celebrating our members. And so we have a wall of sessions where um, it goes 25, 50, 100, 250, 500, where, uh, or all the way up to 1,000, where when, they, when our members hit these session milestones, we celebrate them. We um, announce them in front of the gym. They get a, a badge uh, that they can put on their water bottle. Uh, we post them on social media and we really make them like, it's really cool. Like these people have gone from potentially never working out before. It's been years since they've worked out to now they've 
worked out consistently two to three days a week in, th in three months, that, that deserves to be celebrated. And so uh, those were two things right away that we took action on. Second is, or the next part is also um, making sure, giving Randy, uh, my head coach, the um, empowering him to start checking in on people and have him own that. And, and he owns attendance and, and attrition. So if we have reports that we run, if somebody hasn't been in in eight days, 14 days, 21, he has some specific things that he does to reach out to those people to get them reengaged and back, back in the gym. That's amazing. And I, I think that what I, the biggest, the most important thing you said was, you know, gym owners try to always roll up their sleeves and fix the problem and get back in there. And sometimes that, that, that is necessary. And you actually did do that, but you didn't yeah. do that by just trading time for dollars. Again, you did that by building systems that can be implemented once. And then these systems you can now use for the, the remainder of the lifespan of your business. So that was a very, very intelligent, you know, decision and things to do is great job. Um, the second one that you talked about, uh, that you're, you've learned, um, I, and I, I think you've learned, you know, a lot of it from us, but, uh, the, how to write emails to, to get new clients. And what I think is important about this is that, um, everyone listening to this has hopefully a list of emails somewhere, Right, even if they're written on a piece of paper tucked in a drawer, and God, I hope that's not you. <laughs> um, it, it's a list, and I always look at this list of email addresses as like this auditorium of people that you can talk to at any time you want for free, and yeah. it's a really powerful thing. But not all email marketing is created equal, right? Um, so talk about what you've done with email to get make that a, a predictable revenue uh, predictable client uh, getting uh, 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 a predictable client getting uh, something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I think one one of the biggest realizations joining this and how uh, much you lean into marketing is all marketing is is communication right and and everybody I think who has started a gym wants to really help people. Um, and so for me, it was really leaning in and understanding like how important it is to build that lead list so that we can help as many people as possible. So like you just said, so yeah, so now I'm, I'm much more organized on growing our list and how valuable that is, because I look at it as anybody that hasn't come in yet, but that has given us their information, there's potential there to help them. Um, and I, it's my job now as the person doing the marketing to communicate us in such a way that we can, we can help them. And so um, the first thing for me was getting really, really consistent. Um, and so no matter what, no matter what I send to our, um, our current members, again, this is part of the retention piece and keeping them engaged. They get one, at minimum one email from me every week no questions like that's what happens um, to our to our large list our non-member list um, they get two two uh, a week from me or more so those are the minimums um, and so one thing that that 
I think for that is, is when I look back at the emails, when I actually started doing it, um, I'm like, oh gosh, why? No wonder nobody was clicking on them. They like opened it and they read the first few sentences and they're like, this guy's illiterate. Like, and, but, um, but it's one of those things where if you force yourself that consistency, you're going to get better at it. And so um, getting a lot of the tools from the SPF on a good subject line so that people actually open it, how to even, um, you know, what topics to go over and then just telling stories in the email about my personal life. You're really good at that as far as um, when you're marketing for um, SPF and FBU is, you know, this happened to me and this is how I'm relating it to my business. Um, but then also tactically once a week. So my first email of the week is always some sort of content driven piece where I'm giving a tip, like how to keep yourself motivated, um, how to up your protein intake. Um, and then, um, so it's always that, and I'll switch off between either I'll write out an email or what I've gotten into now is just doing a selfie video that I embed into the email. So it's a little bit more visual and people can, my hope, my, my idea is that people will listen to it maybe on their drive. Oh, I have an email from create fitness or something that, that, you know, they can multitask. But then second is every week, I also send some sort of client success. And so that'll be our testimonial videos or shouting out the people that hit their session milestones or before and after pictures, but also, so letting people know that they will find success here. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure, uh, since you've learned the SPF principles that your emails have some sort of a call to action, Yes. um, where you're actually telling them to do something you, you mentioned before, click something, um, reply to an email. Uh, we always talk about that, about the email, Mike dropper, the guy that writes this dope piece of content and then just says yours truly George. And then there's like, there's no action. And I think that we're going to succeed and using email as a direct response marketing. Um, and it's one of the easiest direct response marketing tools because it's so simple to reply. It's just click reply. It's click the link. It's it's not hard to get someone to do something uh, via email. Uh, so that's great. Uh, and, and the third one you talked about, I know you've done really well, uh, even of recent, um, with uh, your six-week challenges. And uh, I know at GFP, we run these three times a year. Um, tell us what you've been doing on that front. Yeah, so um, we actually just got done with our six-week challenge. It was, it was awesome. And it, it really helps us in, in all three ways of the business. So number one, um, for the retention piece, it really breaks up the monotony of people just coming in and working out and going home um, where, you know, it's something to get excited about, to push through. So our attendance shoots up, people get more engaged, people see like these great results. So, so it helps people stay really engaged and, and keeps the members longer. Um, from a marketing side, it, it also, we do a, and I got this from you, a team-based one. And so what we did on this one is, um, we had cash prizes. It's the first time we've done cash prizes. Um, but if you entered the contest alone, you got a you got five hundred dollars. But if you entered, uh, or you could win up to five hundred dollars. Um, but if you entered in with a teammate, then you could win up to two thousand dollars. So you were we incentivized you bringing on bringing in a teammate. What we would do is if you invited a friend who was not a member. 
um, that friend got a discounted entry fee and then you would get your, your fee, um, get your fee for free. And so it was great. We had, um, I think we ended up getting 12 non-members into the, into the challenge. Um, and so, and out of that, 10 of them were referrals. Um, and then we ended up, uh, keeping, um, I think we signed up probably about four people into annual memberships after that. Um, and then also we have, but then we also have more leads that we can follow up on when, when the timing's right for them to then continue on with us. That's awesome. Yeah. Those, the challenges are very, you know, cool because they, you can get your clients involved, uh, to bring referrals, but also you get a lot of outside people, um, yeah. that are interested in those things. So that, that's, that's great. And then I know you were running ads, I believe, um, and you know, you have a website, uh, just curious, what is the uh, marketing agency that you use for all that stuff? <laughs> um, kiss marketing is, Oh, is- wait, wait, oh, sorry. That, that term has been forbidden to oh, use uh, on the, what was it called again? Uh, kiss, kiss marketing. Oh gosh. Uh, I, I am in trouble. <laughs> I am in trouble. We, uh, Matt, we're going to have to edit that out. Um, I'm but, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, well, we've already broken the rule. So why don't you tell us about your experience over at the P with people at KISS? Absolutely. Wrong four letter word to use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been really great. Um, you know, there's, I get hit up and I, I've worked with a lot of other marketing agencies. Um, one thing that is in all honesty, that's really unique about the KISS marketing agency is they get marketing. They're not just Facebook ad guys. Um, and in fact, I started with all, all they did, it, all, all KISS did was build my website. And all of a sudden I started, my, my main source of leads started to be our website. Um, and I was working with a different Facebook, um, Facebook group and um, for our Facebook ads. And, and our website was doing better than the Facebook leads were. And so that's when I, I made the switch. And so now we'll do, we do Facebook, SEO, um, website. And so it, it's, it's been really, really helpful as far as establishing our digital presence and making sure that, that we're uh, driving leads in, in those avenues. So you got the full digital package. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Got it. Um, well, I've been forbidden to mention kissmarketing.net, but since we've already talked about it and George slipped, uh, that is that is the agency that has been banging down my door saying, Vince, you need to stop saying kissmarketing.net on the podcast because every time you say kissmarketing.net on the podcast, all of a sudden we get 10 more people trying to get websites and ads from us and we can't handle it anymore. And there's a 20 person waiting list. And so it's a, it's a big saga. It's a big thing right now. So yeah. um, <laughs> if you do end up going to kissmarketing.net and you end up getting put on a really long wait list to get your ads or website, um, I apologize in advance, uh, George. I was, lucky. I was a first mover, so you you are you are you're, you're an innovator, um, George. You joined with us at the six weeks new client surge, doing eight thousand dollars a month. Um, where's the business now? Where's your life now? Where's George McGuire now? I know there's some real estate things going on. Give it, paint us the from eight thousand dollars a month in gross revenue to yeah. today, where is the McGuire create fitness family? 
Yeah. So um, let's see. Eight, yeah, that was, it feels like so long ago. It really wasn't that long. So from $8,000 a month um, and working pretty much, I mean, no employees working 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Um, yeah. And it's sharing a space. Um, now cut to today. So business wise, we do about um, 30 to $35,000 a month um, and, and growing. Um, I went from working, you know, at, at, at my peak, I mean, like a lot all the time to now I do um, three hours of group training um, on Monday mornings. And then I have four hours of one-on-one. -on -one. So I do seven hours of actually coaching because I, I still love coaching. I like to be in that. Um, I have a full-time employee and two part-time employees that do all the coaching um, and a lot of just the client servicing of the business. Um, we're talking about possibility of a second location in, um, in 18 months, maybe a little bit longer than that. But if, if growth patterns keep going, then, then we should hit that. Um, I have two kids now, so that's happened personally. Um, and then, yeah, and then we were, uh, my wife and I were able to invest in some real estate. So we, um, since that time have bought, um, three investment properties, sold an investment property. Um, so we have a long-term rental and then we have two, two short-term Airbnbs and, in, in, in different States that also are kind of vacation homes for us. That's amazing. And yeah, like I think the CEO mastermind should be renamed the CEO Airbnb mastermind as all you guys are gobbling up these real estate properties uh, with all the cash you're making. So uh, George, I appreciate this conversation. You are one of my favorite people, um, or at least one of the top 15. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but George, what is your advice? Uh, I always, I said this in the last podcast with Ben Quist, who, you know, um, there we're releasing these in December. And I think in the month of December, a lot of gym owners are thinking about, Hey, I want this to be my breakout year. Maybe it's the year like that you came to us doing eight K a month. And all of a sudden you had this breakout year. Um, but they're like, Hey, I did okay this year, or I did really crappy this year. And I want to have this breakout year. Um, I want to grow my revenue. I want to stop working so much. I want to scale my business, whatever. Um, so there's a lot of people thinking about that right now. And probably people that are listening to this podcast are thinking about that. What is your advice to those people to get some help from us, from SPF, uh, to guide them um, in their journey to growth? Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, short, short version is, is pull the trigger. Like you, you've got to be a part of, of this thing. Um, uh, long version is it's, I, I've, you know, it can be tough because there's a financial investment that goes along with being a part of a mastermind such as this. And so, you know, when you are looking at your business and, and the future is uncertain, it can be, it can be really tough. Um, but I can tell you this, that um, there has not been a month where I have not at least doubled the investment that I put into this mastermind. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things that I look at as, at as an absolute necessity, just like we talk to our clients, 
Um, our clients are going to get so much healthier, stronger, fitter um, by hiring us as a coach and making an investment. Um, it's an investment in themselves, really, when they are paying for our services. That's how I look at this is there is no way that I would have survived um, bad business partners and a lawsuit and possible eviction and bankruptcy. There's no way I would have survived a pandemic. Um, where my business, Washington was one of the strictest places as far as shutdown goes. We got shut down twice um, and, and we survived it. We had better than average um, attrition for, you know, than the, than the entire industry. Um, and, and there's no way that, that we would have survived any of that had it been this on top of like the growth and acceleration and just the business things that I am doing outside. And now the more freedom I have, the financial stability that I have, um, really is because of the things I've learned in this group. George, you're the man. Um, and I, I one of the things I love about you is the, you always invest, right? You talked about the investment in mastermind, but also you have that same mindset for marketing as well, right? So you look at the money you spend on marketing and you know that it's like, oh, I'm not just spending $2,000 a month on this service, but I'm investing 2000 to get a return. And you're good at measuring what the results are, right? To see if you got a return on that. And I think that's an important mindset for us as business owners to have is this investment mindset uh, about things like coaching, about things like marketing. I mean, I have a coach myself and I look at that as like some of the best money I spend every month yeah. because it's an investment in my personal growth. It's an investment in business growth. Um, and as you said, most of the time it completely outweighs um, what you actually spend on it. So George McGuire, outstanding job uh we appreciate you and i promise not to mention kiss marketing again on the podcast and i apologize in advance for the long wait that you will have if you go to kissmarketing.net um george mcguire you are top notch appreciate you thanks so much hey thanks vince